We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Wells Fargo Championship Picks, Bets, One and Done Preview. You out there, you, I'm talking to you. You want to find the best tournament on DraftKings? Of course you do. Hit the description, play in the Pat Mayo Experience. Listeners League, 3,000 spots this week. We can fill it up by, let's say, Tuesday evening. I think we'll get the max for the PGA Championship, which would be $100,000 of guaranteed rake-free money in the prize pool. So who wouldn't want to unlock that? Achievement unlocked if we can do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Listeners League, so go play in that. Three max entry, $15 to play. And of course, no rakes. Smash a like to the episode. Give me your early lean down in the description. Rate and review the pod. Sub to Mayo Media Network. And as always... I had something. Completely forget what it was. Either way, uh, the Custies will be coming out next Monday. They're already recorded. Even if maybe you can find the, the private link that's up there. I don't know. Maybe you can search around for it. Maybe you can discover that. But that will come out on Monday of next week. Obviously, I'm away as of Tuesday evening. So Tambo and I will be in studio doing the DraftKings picks for Wells Fargo tomorrow on Tuesday. And we got more stuff later on the week. I'm trying to wrangle Cam for a Kentucky Derby preview, but he was just in Vegas for the NFL draft. And I mean, Jeff Feinberg, you're on the line. You know, Cam's going to need a few recovery days. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) speaking of the Kentucky Derby, Cam post Vegas. It's going to be like wrangling one of those wild horses we see in those, like, you know, hyper-popular old-timey Western dramas. I think that's pretty apt. I mean, maybe we need to get some tranquilizers out, and, I mean, he'd probably end up being... Oh, he's tranquilized good, I promise you. (laughs) He's deeply tranquilized. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And it's all it could be ruthless. Like, Cam, man of the party... People probably like so excited to see him just buying him drinks. He's just 
I mean, I've heard stories about Cam trying to fly home from Vegas and the struggles that is and him being just dead asleep on the floor, like by gates at airports, a real sloppy, sloppy scene. The thing is, I think the grid, you know, they're doing well enough. They probably got him home direct. Yes, hopefully so. I mean, I saw Morenci got delayed on the tarmac. Morello, to kind of speak to your point, Morenci was tweeting out that, you know, Morenci is, honest to God, this is why Morenci has survived in the broadcasting industry for like 25, 30 years at this point. Whenever fans interact with Gabe and with Cam, like it's they go out of their way to make it like the best experience possible. Sort of like the opposite if you meet me and I'm just like, hey, hey what's going on? Cam and Morenci like blow it out with those. Oh, yeah, I assume he's in rough shape. Yeah, I have definitely seen that. And yeah, I mean, not to turn this into like a Morency glad handing hour, but I actually corresponded with Gabe recently and I literally told him like how proud I was of him and like how he just keeps growing. I've known Gabe for so long, like maybe even at like some of his lower points and to see like where he keeps sort of getting himself too and he loves just the 24 7 like grind like uh, yeah i don't know i'm proud of both those guys for still being alive too i guess <laughs> i suppose that's true <laughs> that's not a joke i know what you're saying it's not a joke but yes i i miss i love those guys they were the best to work with so anyway let's talk yeah. about uh mexico john rom wins we should have played the Spanish. Spa I was kicking myself for not playing the Spanish Spanish double. But then I was like, oh, man, Arnis finally won. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's Otagi who I always bet. So this doesn't mean anything to me. I wasn't going to be betting him anyway. I cannot tell you. I don't want to be mad about any of the golf. Despite golf really kicked me in the nuts this week. Not that it was expect wasn't expected. Um, but, you know, I've been in a cold streak and on the PGA have Fina and Riley and Champ. I mean, nothing ever felt real, though. Like, even when Rom wasn't doing anything, it still never felt real. Um, the whole week, the whole week from go, and the amount of money I have probably bet on Artie Arnis chasing <laughs> that win, Pat, I could have been there. I mean, he was four over on Friday. You probably could have bet him live at a trillion. You probably could have bet him live at, like, a trillion on Sunday morning. But for me, like, I didn't do anything with the outright Euro golf. Between the draft and just being cold with golf to begin with, I just really tempered it down this week. Didn't pay attention. So, obviously, Arnis spikes and wins. And, yeah, I, I think he could – maybe this is just the morning after him being awesome. But I could see him on the Ryder Cup team. I'm not bullish on where he's going. I really, really am. That's that's quite praise. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of old guard that's got to just get out of there. And I think he's part of the new clearly him and like the Hoy guards are part of the new stuff. And you said it. Beware. Rom could win with like a B minus C plus game. Although although that's what it looked like on TV, he was still like number one or two in the field and driving and he still putted top 20. So what what can you say? That was the one break against all of our guys running. I mean, I had, for the second consecutive week, I had, actually this week, I had two guys who finished in second place with Kitayama and Finau. Obviously, in the team event the week before, Burns and Horschel couldn't close the door. But I was just praying for a John Rom bad putting final round. That was going to be it because poor, I don't understand how Kitayama ended up staying up there and, like, providing good rounds. He was 
everywhere off the tee, especially and like his his back nine on Saturday and Sunday absolutely blew it for him. He couldn't figure out how to birdie any of the par fives. Really, there's three of them on the back. 18, he was able to get a grasp on, but the other two were just mind blowing. Then he ended up bogeying the one. After he sprayed it out to the left, it hit a fan to slow it down instead of going into the water, and then it hit the curb, and I was like, all right, we can do this. And then even his chip, it was like, all right, he's just slightly on the fringe, it'll be fine, then he three-putted, and that was sort of the end of his day. I thought that Finau, for a moment, was going to get there, because he just needed, you needed one more somewhere along the way. Now, you could probably say that if he had just made one of the eight four-footers that he missed the first two days, he runs away with this tournament because no one was better tee to green than Tony Finau. But, you know, classic Finau stuff. After he after he's out of it, makes his giant run, and it's just not quite enough. But it's, uh, listen, as a Finau-like fanatic, fanboy, wouldn't have taken much for me to be there for the next one, Pat, but we're close enough. His best ball striking performance, maybe ever. 50 to 1 at the PGA Championship. Is that worth anything? I the mean, same number is going to be there. I would, unless, I, he's the second favorite this week on some places, other places he's not, obviously. So if he can put together a nice week this week, like a top five performance, something like that, then all of a sudden, yeah, I mean, he could most definitely get beat down. I would think that there's probably going to be a surge of wagers coming in on him right now because of the t2 performance but like he should come t2 in this field like rom like you said he had a b minus effort and he still won and it was there i mean fino and Wu, they had to make the the ride but if anyone in those final pairings shot the mid low the, the low 60s that was there yesterday they win they win rom didn't do anything but no one it was almost like if Fina won, it almost would have felt in a way like Jordan Spieth's win a few weeks ago. Putted horribly, probably should have won by three or four. No one did anything, and somehow he wins the tournament in some respects, but he didn't. He comes in second, and um, yeah, I don't. it is what it is. Just even through Rom's troubles, it never felt like it was going to really be an issue because no one was taking it that was the thing kitayama had the chance on the front nine he birdied number one he caught up early and then he just couldn't pull away because you knew that it was going to come not necessarily crumbling down for him at any point but he wasn't going to be able to sustain it we saw that on saturday too he just absolutely blitzed the front nine and then he stalled out on the back shooting even par it was kind of the same situation on sunday as well and then champ took himself completely out of it a little bit earlier on like davis riley had his chances alex smalley had his chances pat it was there for patrick Rogers, who, man, he cost me a lot of money on Sunday. It was terrifying stuff because I got my hopes up and then I got my hopes dash and then my hopes came back again because I was riding this Martin Trainer top 10. I mean, I had the top five as well, but that was out of the question after he made the two doubles on Saturday. But he finally got it to, yeah, I think he had an 11-foot putt on 18, trying to get it up and down for birdie. <laughs> and I, I even put it out that this is basically the top 10 putt. If he makes this, you know, this gives him a chance to come inside the top 10. If not, we're probably going to be left on the outside looking in. And what happens? I'm following Patrick Rogers, and he's tied for 10 with Martin Trainer. I'm like, okay, here we go. I just need him to screw up somewhere because I know he's going to birdie 18. And he ends up uh, in the bunker on 16, barely gets it out, puts it to 14 feet, makes the par putt from 14 feet. It's like, that's the bogey I needed 
for him to like, rebound with the birdie and everything will be fine. So he makes that putt. Then he sticks it to, I think, five feet on 17 on the par three. Misses the putt. So that feels like a break even at that point. Then he had seven feet on 18, getting it up and down and ends up making it. Trainer comes T11 and my 75 to one top 10 ticket is out the window. Would have been a really nice week had that have hit. It would have been better than like basically an outright uh, along with the Kitayama top eight that I ended up cashing on the each way. But you know, that's the devastating part. That's the part when we like, I'm talking to Will Haskett next week. That show is already recorded. That'll come out on the feed brand new about designing a gambling channel. Now, I know that's very selective to me, but it's storylines like that that we can kind of go through that can foster a channel like that, that I don't think that the network executives are necessarily seeing right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I wasn't cheering for Patrick Rogers because I made a Riley versus Rogers head to head for Sunday. Um, so I was kind of relieved he missed that putt on 17, but if I knew how much you had riding on it, maybe my opinion um, would have changed. Mexico. I like the course. I don't know. I like the course. Yeah, a lot. course seemed fun. The wind came up. It seems like they're building an amusement park and all sorts of other things. And and I, when we spoke last week, I guess I wasn't sure that it was Puerto Vallarta. That's a beautiful um, resort town. I don't know, like the DFS golf community. We went to Florida for the Honda. May as well just transfer that to to Mexico. That turning this area into that, I can get behind. I think that's a great idea. Like I'm just saying, it's not like we're trading an elite field to go to a bad field. The other destination was the Honda Classic, and I didn't even go to the tournament, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. No, to you me. probably wouldn't even have to go to this tournament. But any anyhow, just um. Just spitballing, although it was pretty funny watching the Thursday-Friday coverage, Pat. Like, the place was barren. I swear to you, there are more. I've seen more maintenance staff on my golf course than there were spectators watching that those early-round coverages. Yeah. I, I think that's probably true. Yeah, the guys working on the, the new cart paths at my club eh, probably outnumber the people that were watching on Friday. And although on Sunday, it seemed like there was a, not a ton of people there, but there, there were people along at least the fairways. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we did, we touched on it briefly, but the European tour with these Sundays, two straight weeks, these insane Sunday wagons okay, out I, of Spain I, to I win these tournaments. It is crazy what goes on there. I didn't see the playoff this week. I just kind of read about it after the fact as it was happening on Twitter. The worst. Why were people so upset with this playoff? Was it the same hole? It over was and the over? worst. It was the worst hole ever, Pat. You couldn't get it close to the pin. The only play was like a 27 foot putt. In the like five times they played the hole, there was only one thing where there was no good look for birdie. There was no like, oh my God, someone missed a birdie putt. Arnis made one like just off the green chip to like three feet. That was the only trouble in five holes. It was embarrassingly boring. It was a really strange. The pin location just made it strange. It's like they both were playing for the other guy to make bogey. Even being in the exact same spot off the tee multiple times, they couldn't get the second shot. Like they couldn't get it to 10 feet, 12 feet. Nobody could get it on that upper tier. So it just created this very anti-dramatic hour, boring, boring, boring. 
Yeah, I guess. I think that was the consensus, and I actually watched it, so I agree. Pour one out for poor Ryan Baroff. He had a John Rom Laurie Cantor double, which was oh, looking pretty good for a while. Guy made two doubles. Yeah. yeah, guy made two doubles on the back. Can't can't get there, that guy. Well, I'm excited to see where Mexico comes in. I went over this on the research show yesterday, very briefly at the beginning, and even from the time that I did that to the end of the day, that if you had just essentially sorted by driving distance, uh, you would have ended up with the winner. Second place, second place, fourth place, fifth place, sixth place, tenth place, ninth place. Like, it's the only thing that matters there. That and putting. <laughs> We're back to this just new thing on tour, Pat. Like, the good players win. Rom but- finished first. Finau finished second. Kaniyama was second. But the thing about Kaniyama that I'd qualify kind of like Riley to those, you know, if you've been watching long and like, He's like a ceiling guy. Like the number was 100, 110, 120. But if it was going to be someone of the not really good players, it was going to be a younger player with a ceiling that I believe like one day um, will potentially be in WGCs. Like I think Davis Riley's now a WGC guy. Maybe that's why he withdrew this morning, Patrick. Well, they don't really have WGCs anymore. It's just the match play. Oh. Well, then, I don't know. Then, yeah, take that back. Maybe with Drew, because he's making a lot of money, he's going to take a week off. Well, I think a lot of people are playing the Bunny Ranch next week because it's super close to Southern Hills. So you just go from Texas to Oklahoma rather than potentially going from Mexico to, where is this, Maryland to Texas to to Oklahoma to get ready for the major championship. Oh, I spoke with Stephen Ames' caddy. We already have that recorded. He did the yardage books for Southern Hills. Good condos. Winner. Yeah, it's coming out next uh, next Friday, next Saturday. It'll be the kickoff show to the PGA Championship week. Can't can't wait. Um, Apparently, it's a big redesign there. Yeah, and that's all. A couple. Well, one major talking point for me is Scotty Scheffler has called it his favorite course on earth, but has not played it since the redesign. Um, and the, there are these people, they all have these 40 to one Scheffler futures, which are great. I wish I had one. Yeah. If I put it this they way, if, really- I, if I saw a 40 to one Scheffler out there right now, I would just take all my money and bet on it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not there anymore. And I think as we discussed going into the year, the people who tried to predict the Scheffler breakout spot, were not looking at Augusta. It wasn't the breakout. It was actually the fourth freaking win, but <laughs> the major win for Scheffler probably would have been Southern Hills, but it's interesting. A lot of like, he's never played it on the redesign. So I kind of made an ingest comment like, well, could that be like going to your favorite restaurant that just changed the menu? Like you liked every, you loved it as it was. I don't know how in-depth the redesign is. I guess we'll hear about it. All of those big 12 golfers who adore the golf course. um, Hopefully, I guess for them, the redesign is pretty minimal for people who, have experienced it and enjoy it there. So what you're saying is that Ricky Fowler is going to win the PGA championship. No, I'm not saying that before we get into the next one, I have a buddy who just likes betting golf. Doesn't know anything about it. Asked me a question last night. I didn't really have, hold on. I bet you he wins more than we do. No, he likes the, like the best players. So I I bet you, I bet you he's doing pretty well right now. Yeah, we wouldn't have bet Scotty. I don't know. He likes 
whatever he uh no he just tails me to be honest so he's not really cold maybe he he's the type that would have bet on like rom when he got to plus 100 though too so he's he's fine anyhow he's like why won't more good players play really bad events like the money the fedex cut point the chance to win which creates momentum and I mean, even Phil, like by winning on the Champions Tour last year, then winning the PGA Championship kind of proved like just winning anywhere might just be good enough momentum, let alone a PGA Tour event. And all I could say is I don't think any of the players you're thinking about, A, give a shit about FedEx Cup points, because all you have to do is play well in the Northern Trust and like it's like tr- six times multiplier. Yeah. Um. The money is fair, but I don't know that they care so much when, again, speaking of the players he's referencing, like the ultra high ends, they could probably make 220K doing a corporate event on a Tuesday. So why go try to make a million playing a golf tournament having to commit a week? I didn't really have an answer, but you're like, yeah, why shouldn't more players go go play obviously scheduling spots can be awkward and the ones that are going for straight straight glory are just trying to schedule with majors but i didn't have a like a good answer to that question or maybe i did i don't i don't know i suppose especially when you're talking about your highest end players i would assume that their entourages in terms of trainers nutritionists coaches that kind of thing is a whole lot higher than it would be for guys on the middle tier on the bottom tier or guys even from the corn Ferry tour coming up to play so it can work one of two ways that's a big expense if you have to make all those guys you know, put them up in mexico i, I was reading a thing the other day, I don't know if it was like an exact breakdown, but it was if a guy wins, like it was Jordan Spieth winning the Heritage, where does that money go? How much of that does he actually get after taxes, after paying this, paying the state taxes, paying federal taxes, paying his coach, paying his caddy, like all that stuff that you're probably right. If you can just show up on a Tuesday, work for three hours, collect a hack quarter of a million dollars, that's probably better. The travel is somewhat taxing. And I think that you always kind of point this out about what Adam Scott said that, hey, there's only really like 10 tournaments that I care about. The other ones are just kind of like, eh, I'm just going to try to peek for these. And yeah, getting a win is great. What is the narrative surrounding John Rahm today if he comes fifth yesterday? He shoots even par and he finishes behind those three guys that tied at minus 16. The narrative around John Rahm, if Kurt Kitayama shoots a 60 60- what? Give me two Three. more strokes. So Three. what is? Yeah, well, he he shoots a sixty-five. Is John Rom is is a loser? Yeah. who's still not right, but he won, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Like I, I, I I completely agree. Like the upside. I mean, Rom said he's coming back to this thing next year. But apparently, he really likes this course. He likes the venue, and I do think that is a Spanish speaking player that he's a good ambassador for something like this, especially absolutely, with, especially with answer right now. I mean, obviously, being Mexico's own Abraham answer that he's just not right at the moment. Ortiz isn't that kind of player. Ortiz's brother made a nice little run. They were showing him Elvero Ortiz was all over the coverage for for a bit before he ended up gagging it away at the end of either Friday or Saturday, whatever that was. But it's a good spot for Rama. He still goes and plays in these dinky events in Spain a lot of the time during the swing season as well. So he seems committed to that. So I think that a lot of these guys have different priorities about what they want. Do they just want to win? They want to win major championships? Do they want to be seen more as a worldwide? 
wide star? Do they want to build the brand that way? Do they want to be an ambassador? I think it's different things for different people. And it's not like, I mean, to, to quote uh, basketball, I mean, where do you think Shaq made all of his money, Jeff? No. Oh my God. Shaq is, <laughs> that is just what he is. There's no words to describe what he has, um, what he has become, but you're, you're absolutely right. in being an international player. And I think a big part of Rom, I mean, once he shows up, he's there to win. You might've wanted to fade Rom this last week because the price from a bet outright, that's totally fair. But the most lazy talking points were that, you know, he's there for a vacation or something. No, like once he's there, he's pretty much there to win. Yeah. But I do not doubt that there is a grow the brand element for a player, an international player like John Rom, Pat. And while a large majority of the audience of yours is American, as guys from a place like how much these international opens like mean it within those countries alone um, are enormous. They're enormous. And there's a huge door for, for John Rom. And next thing you know, baby, we're going to have the John Rom teaming up with Canelo to take on Brady and a quarterback. Let's go. Take on Jake Paul and someone else. It'll be perfect. We'll get, we'll get that. We'll get that sort of sphere into the golf world and everything will be right. There's also the part of it too, that a lot of these top end players know that this is going to be a weaker field. I don't know if they actually care about this or not, but this is an opportunity for Kurt Kitayama and guys coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour to potentially earn their FedEx Cup points, to earn their status and not take money away from them. It's like why you don't see a lot of big names, like why Ricky Fowler doesn't play the Puerto Rico Open, even if he's not qualified for the other event. Yeah, and I don't, I true, maybe I'm silly, but I truly don't believe your Roms, your Rory's, JT's, and like, you know, Morikawa was so young, you could just go play anywhere for a good time. Um, but I truly just don't believe those top five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players in the world, Pat, make their schedule and say, oh, I'm going there. That's an easy win. Like, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't like happen. I, I would tend to agree with you. Uh, if that's even if, if the place is easy, I don't think. Oh, that's a that's going to be a free roll for me. Like he doesn't know who else is committing um, to that. You have no idea who a sponsor agreement could force into a, a tournament. You know, force, but I, I don't know. So I don't think anyone builds their schedule. And when it does happen, like I'm sure Rom saw the field ten days ago and was like, giddy up. But I don't think the pre-process is, I'm going there to bully a field. No, I do think that there was something about it, too, that, you know, Rom hasn't won since last year's U.S. Open. Getting a win, even something else, is going to help your confidence. But, I mean, he could have played the Heritage, too, if he wanted that. I think it's more localized to Spanish-speaking player, obviously not from Mexico, from Spain, but still, you know, speaking the same language. It's good for him to go to the Mexico Open and try to grow the tournament that way. It's very similar to very regional places within the United States where, listen, if Webb Simpson goes and plays the Mexico Open, no one really gives a shit. But when he plays RSM and he plays Heritage in like the southeastern part of the United States, like that's his kind of area. Like how Corey Connors, McKenzie- Bunny Ranch yeah, mostly, yeah, most, like most years. Yeah, he's always going to play- colonial he tends to always play the dallas event i mean that's where he's that that's his part of the country where 
it would be like if Corey Connors skipped the Canadian Open. It'd be like, what the hell is going on here? Like, well, why aren't you playing in the Canadian Open? That's how people feel about guys where they're from a lot of the time with events and just where you have 30 events within the United States that there's going to be more of them that pop up, but you're going to be very centralized and regionalized in that way too. Yeah, that's um, very, very well well said and clearly as you proved there was great opportunities in the placing markets that paid out bigger than the john rom win and props to you hey, well, Tampa, i was I- too bullish i just i always chase a win i didn't even think of it but i had so many guys i had four picks three of them last week outrights which shows how little i went into this thing and three of them were finau riley and and uh champ so i feel like i'm seeing it right ready for wells fargo jonesing for odds that haven't really been available to me this morning patrick watch out it's time for an ad break bird dogs have completely changed the game bird dog shorts pants and joggers are made from the finest high quality material and come with built-in liners that cradle your stovepipe for all-day comfort who the fuck likes being uncomfortable if you're not wearing bird dogs this summer you probably poop with your pants on it's time to upgrade to the shorts and pants of the future your balls will thank you. Go to birddogs.com and enter promo code MAYO and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs Yeti tumbler. They found Yeti's $90 tumbler, copied it, and now Bird Dogs is giving you it for free. That's birddogs.com, promo code MAYO, and boom, a free Bird Dogs tumbler with your pair of Bird Dogs. You will not take these things off. I promise you. Element is the tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a lot of salt with no sugar. It contains science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks who follow a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigues, and weakness. And I know when I was waking up in the morning, maybe... When it's not super nice out, maybe I'm just down in the morning, but I have fatigue. I have a ton of headaches sometimes when I wake up. And honestly, I started using Element, just dump the little pack into my water, shake it up in the handy water bottle that they gave me, pound that back first thing. Don't need a coffee to get rid of a headache. Nothing like that. I feel great instantly afterwards. And you can too with Element. And Element's so sure that you'll love their product and come back for more, they're offering you a free Element sample pack. That's eight single-serving packets free. Just cover the cost of shipping. That's $5 for U.S. customers. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash mayo. This deal is not available on the regular website. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash mayo. Element offers a no-questions-asked refunds. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend, and we'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. 
Well, let's talk about the Wells Fargo Championship, not at Quail Hollow. It's going to be at TPC Potomac at Jim the Anvil Nightheart Farms. I think that's what it is anyway. Either way, Rory is technically the defending champion and three-time winner of this event. All three times were at Quail Hollow. TPC Potomac last hosted a PGA Tour event in 2018. It was the 2017 and 2018 Quicken Loans, which was won by Francesco Molinari in his huge run-up to winning the Open Championship. He won it 21 under, eight strokes better than, I think it was Charles Howell who came in. No, it wasn't Charles Howell, someone else. But either way, he won by eight strokes the year before. Stanley and Charles Howell went to a playoff. Stanley won. That was at minus seven. On paper, this course can play super difficult. So anything you look at for course history this week, don't just blindly look at Wells Fargo because you're going to get Quail Hollow stats. That's a good point. And I remember that Molinari just gas canning this place. And it was weird because there was some big crossover event in Europe that week. And he's like, no, I, I need to, I want to become an American player. I need FedEx cup points. I'm going to play here. And that was just the summer of, of Molinari getting going, revving up. Tiger played that week too. I think Tiger was fourth in that field. It was like, oh, okay. Because that was back when we were like, yeah. And I do think that this course would actually be pretty good for Tiger. I saw him, obviously everyone saw him practicing at Southern Hills. But if he ever does decide to play anything outside of majors, he'll probably always play Jack's event if he's healthy enough. Because, But that course is not going to be very good for him moving forward with its supreme distance. He needs shorter courses like this one. There's a par 70, 70, 100, and like 80 yards or something like that. There's one really daunting par 5, so it plays a little bit shorter. Places where you can either club down, rely on accuracy, and you let your irons take over as long as you don't go out of bounds it's an iron and putting course is what this turns into and I think that we always talked about Sedgefield Heritage I think would be another really good one for Tiger in his current state of where he could go contend and possibly compete to win rather than go to even last week like I'm sure Tiger would have been fine in Mexico uh, if he was like healthy enough to play but once you start getting to these really long courses it's gonna be a bit trying for Tiger I think at times I have no doubts about that. His only, you'd say maybe his only chances on some of those really long, on longer courses could be like bad weather weeks where he's just so mentally tough, but bad weather is almost the worst for him, right? Like it shrivels up his body in, in ways that are worse than it used to. So it does feel like these are, are the path for, for Tiger, which is why, you know, PGA Championships, U.S. Opens, I think, are like complete non-starters. The right open venues and the and the Masters on a magic moment, I guess. But yeah, here we are. Southern Hills might actually be a part of that as well, as it was described to me about how it's currently playing. Super small greens, a lot of runoff areas that if you're not dialed in with your irons, like you're going to be absolutely screwed or you better have the world's best short game. So, Pat. I, I listen, I'm not betting Tiger at the PGA Championship. I don't even know if he's playing in the PGA Championship. You can bet him the same 50 to 1 as Tony Finau. <laughs> I think I'd probably I'm gonna bet the loser Finau. I mean, I'd probably bet Finau over the guy that can, like, not walk four rounds at this point. Well, if chipping doesn't matter at the moment, and if you're just hot sauce with your irons, you're going to miss greens. It's a, no, no one's hitting 100% of the greens at the PGA Championship. I'm real excited for uh, for that one. But until then, let's give her Wells. 
So before we jump into the odds, I'm still looking for odds for us to bet. They are not out yet. DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> has released their odds, which is great. But what is going on with what's holding up these odds? There was a rash of WDs earlier on. But as you pointed out to me, it wasn't Rory who withdrew. So who cares? Yeah, I don't really know who they'd be fearful of withdrawing. Rory is is as committed to this event as anybody. And it's his tune-up, I believe, for the major. He's not going anywhere. So who could withdraw that would actually scare them? Like Corey Connors? I hope not, but if he did, that's really going to change the win equity of other players in the field. And I use Connors because that's a guy in the low 20s who, you know, we're excited about, but I'm real confused. The only thing I can think of, Pat, is they're so busy because the book that, you know, we love or, or like to rely on, they're sort of British based and it's the British Masters, and oh, it's a Champions it, Tour major. It is. You know, a, got, actually, actually, it is the Betfred British Masters. So I don't know why the site that we use is you know, concerned about this. Yeah, I have no idea. But every time I would look for our Wells Fargo odds to be up, there'd be some new alternative <laughs> prop on up for the British Masters. It's a decent field. At the British Masters? I was looking at Willett. Did you see anyone up there that you liked? Willett's showing decent form and is he's short though. That number's short. He's 35 to 1, I think. Yeah, a number feels short. But I gotta, he's the, like, I, gotta I gotta keep betting he's this guy. the official like host of this event. Is for he? a few years now? I thought Westwood was. That was a few years ago. Willett's kind of just taken over, I swear. It's at least multiple years in a row or maybe because of covid he's doing it again i'm not really um sure but if it's at the same course it's been at he always plays well there yeah i'll I'll tune into the dp world tour picks and bet show with skylar hoke and tom jacobs later on monday evening to get their full spin on it i bet you that sky is going to bet henny dupuis because i think he bets him every week now I was trying to make a Henny Depuis joke, but I didn't know how to how to fit it in. That guy, that guy's a brick shit house. It's a he's a wagon. You know who I do like? How Tong. How Tong's playing better golf all of a sudden. Anyway, that's that's he in the peach. He's in the is he in the PGA, Masters. the PGA Championship. I don't think so. I mean, there's a chance that he, he, until recently, he's still on the range at Harding Park at nighttime, just working on his swing by being the 36-hole (laughs) co-leader and getting cursed. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about this. Favorites. Rory is the favorite at the Wells Fargo Championship. Doesn't feel like a great Rory course, but if Rory shows up and plays like peak Rory, he's going to shoot 35 under at this course because if he hits it straight and bombs it this is just going to turn into a chipping fest for him for birdie though not getting it up and down for power getting up and down for birdie that's going to be a bit more problematic though because you know you're a bit to the left you're out of bounds at this course accuracy reigns supreme here conservative play off the tee utilize your iron so you got rory he's seven and a half to one (laughs) connor's at DraftKings sportsbook is 16 to one don't love that henley is the third favorite at 20 to one tied with fitz and leash and Hatton they're all 20 Fina's 25 Seamus is 25 Keegan Bradley is 28 Cameron Young is 28 and Max Homa is also 28 to 1 those are the favorites for this tournament I'm betting Connors you say you've seen him as low as 22 to 1 
that's good enough for me. Yeah. 20 to one's good enough for me. Just, I think he, I really do think he's going to win this week. This is a, if there's ever a course that suits him and his overall skill set, this is that course. Anywhere where Kyle Stanley can win with his game, Connor's game is just the better version of Kyle Stanley's game. I mean, I, I love Connor's. I'm not as bullish on you to like call the win like you are, especially at the DraftKings number, but you got to hope that'll come up, shop it around. It does seem like the absolute perfect Corey Connors course. I've thought I was going to lose a ton of money on Corey Connors this year. It's a lot more money if we got to do it at 22 to one, but it's a pretty motley crew as you kind of just went through. Once you sort of pass Rory as who makes up the second tier of this field. And yeah, in terms of that entire 20 to 35 range, my first pick would be Connors as well, I believe. I think this is most definitely a week where you do want to shop around some of these numbers. We've seen this in a lot of the weaker field events over the past, basically since the Masters, that every book is probably going to have a 10 to 15 point difference on almost everyone. Like, for example, Troy Merritt is 35 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can probably bet him at like 70 somewhere else. I'm getting, probably not that deep, but like 50 for sure. So. You would certainly you would certainly think so. There's some interesting numbers out here early, but you know, Cameron Young 28 to 1, that's a hard one to swallow. I certainly would need to shop that, but the way his game is profiling, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as as it feels. But it's a hard one to double click, Patrick. That it is. The this- second time I've called you Patrick, not going to do it again. That's fine. You can call me Patrick. That is my name. It's not like cuss where you're calling me something and saying, that's not my name. No, this is my name. But are we worried with Connors that that it's the start of the NHL playoffs and he'll be up watching like a triple overtime game or something? I don't know. Is there, I know Dillette was always big into like hockey playoffs. I think he's even growing a playoff beard right now for the playoffs. Again, Corey Connors never struck me as that guy. Yeah, you could be right. You know what, Pat? On that note, uh, many years ago, long time ago, I used to work for TSN, did a lot of covering of the Leafs, have to be at pregame skate, be at the game, um, you know, got me all credentialed. And then tonight being the first playoff game, I figured, you know what, I'm going to hit up the Leafs and see if they'll hook me some credentials for the game. They didn't. They didn't. I got no credentials. This is the work somewhere. Strange. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I thought they would. Worth a try. Was worth a try. I'll give you that. Let's talk about the top of the board once again. Uh, Connors is fifth off the tee over the past 24 rounds in terms of strokes gain. This is what I went through on the research show of what you actually (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> strokes gained out. You like you want to hit fairways gain. I'm looking at fantasynational.com right now, and there's a big difference between guys that hit a lot of fairways and guys that gain strokes off the tee. For example, Shez Reeve, although he did have a nice little run in Mexico, maybe that's a, unlocking something in old the Shez-tickle, he's number one in fairways gained. He is currently 119th in strokes gained off the tee. That's not a good match at all. Austin Cook is another one. Third, 
in fairways, 102nd off the tee. Brian Stewart, 7th in fairways, uh, 132nd off the tee. Molinari beat Ryan Armour. That's who he beat. Ryan Armour, for example, 5th in fairways gained, 17th in strokes gained off the tee. So he is someone that gained strokes off the tee through hitting his fairways. He's not leaving himself in horrible positions just because he hits it in the fairway, but he just hits it so short that it doesn't matter. So that's what you really want to look at. So when you have Connors, 5th in strokes gained off the tee, 22nd in fairways gain. Brian Harmon, 10th off the tee, 11th in fairways gain. Hayden Buck, who likes to fuckly, 9th in strokes gained off the tee, 16th in fairways gain. That is the type of player I believe that you want to target this week. So what about a Seamus Power? Numbers short as well, but sort of talking about the better players in the field, those are the ones I like to make my decision on. Would he not fit perfectly under this criteria? He's sort of the lesser version of that, but he rates out really well for me. He's 36th off the tee, 46th in fairways gained. He's fourth from the key par four range. Don't forget this course is really hard and has some really daunting par fours that can eat you up because you, especially because you have to lay back off the tees fourth in that category. So yeah, I can see Seamus Power playing really well here, um, but the numbers, what is it? 28 to one? Yeah, 25. Again, like I see Hatton at 20 to one, Pat. And I'm like, I think there's a chance because I have no idea. Essentially flying blind at what's available to me and these numbers. But I'm not shocked if I get a 30 to one once everything sort of shows up. I could most definitely see that. You can take advantage of odds boost and site shopping and everything like that. But it's I'm in on Connors this week. I am most definitely betting him. I wish answer wasn't like, eh at the moment because answer would also fit this course perfectly based on the criteria that we're looking at and the fact that it's this is the first of five straight weeks on bent grass by the way it's i know that doesn't seem like much but we had augusta national on bent grass and i think that was it so far this year maybe valero but i even think that was bermuda does fino like bent grass he doesn't like any grass it's grass smoking the grass banned in utah fino hates it i swear he gained those 14 strokes with approach last week. Is that, is that what it was? Was it ended up being 14? Yeah, I believe it was beyond. It might have been the best of his entire career. <laughs> Good for him. Are you going to bet Finau this week? I mean, Finau's 20 on DraftKings. Finau's 25 and Connors is 20 is 16. Yeah. I you read, um, you read the numbers to me. Can you answer my question? Am I going to bet Finau this week? I don't know. I like betting on good players. So um, Do I'll you probably know? bet. A- Do you like betting on good players? I like betting on overrated players that I have attachments to. How about this? I'll, better? I'll, how about this? I'll just give this to you right now. You can use this all week as your justification. Over the past 24 rounds, Ricky Fowler is second in this field behind Satashi Kadaira in proximity range from 175 to 200 yards, where the plurality of approach shots are going to come this week. Plus, pretty good course history in 2017 and 2018. Just never mind the fact that that's when he used to be a good player. Unlike now, but you can use that. You you don't have to put that part in when you prop up Ricky Fowler this week. Is one hundred and thirty to one, um, which is fifty points better than the only other market which I also can access has. So that's that's a good thing. That is a very solid thing. I would agree with you on. So that. DraftKings is strong on the Fowler market. Um, it believe I believe in the early going. 
Yeah, there are a lot of ties, but again, you sort of hit it on the end. Those stats don't really mean anything. Those stats are from a time he was just a different player from the time he was finishing T5 in a major calendar. It's just not that. So can you get good form? Can you take that 130 and get an attractive placing and and be excited to see Ricky playing the weekend, showing form? Yeah, but an outright win? I'm more likely to bet Lahiri at 100, Pat. Lahiri, really? Well, he just seems like the most, I don't know about the outright win, but as I kind of did with some of my prop stuff last week, I didn't feel like there was a safer player on tour to prop than Anurban Lahiri. Since the second at the players, what was it? 13 the week after, he had another top 20. He's just in such a happy place right now he's playing incredibly clean golf the win would be a huge ask but i don't know if you had to bet lahiri or fowler yeah i suppose that's true i probably would bet lahiri i'm not betting either okay i don't think fowler's always possible but you're gonna bet now and fowler you know that right no there have been opportunities to do that this year and And i haven't Really? You haven't publicly said that. Not both. You're not. not, Has has there been a tournament you haven't secretly bet on Fowler, not bet on Fowler or Finau at? Finau, I'm out there. Fowler, I haven't been betting. I bet him a few weeks ago and I opened up to that. I haven't been betting him. I I, like, I like make a top four, make a top 20. You got to like, we got to make progress. Bo Hostler. You do at least bet, there's progress. But Bo Hosser has a top 10 at this event, uh, at this course, the last time it was played here. What's his number? I don't know. When Simply Safe Home Security founders Chad and Eleanor Lauren designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did it for a very personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. They were struggling to find a security system that was easy to set up and use, offered reliable, comprehensive protection, and with service plans that were flexible and affordable. So they created Simply Safe so they could feel safe again. Making people safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment 15 plus years ago. Simply Safe has highly trained security experts ready whenever you need them. Whether that's during a break-in, a fire, medical emergency, or even when you're just setting up the system. There's always someone there who has your back to keep you safe and make sure you feel safe. As my listener, you can claim a free indoor security camera, plus save 20% on your Simply Safe security system and get your first month free with interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafe.com slash mayo to customize your system and start protecting your home and family today. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash mayo. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash mayo. We're gone like really deep, but I guess there's no middle range. But we forgot the. I really want an opportunity to say that I'm probably gonna bet Paul Casey this week. Cursed. When he put it in our group chat, Tim picked him. Paul Casey. That's a bummer, right? Although, in fair, I would have taken in, the in, chance. In fairness, thirty-five to, to, to one. I don't care about the injury. I'd have taken a chance. Hard course, outright market. I'd have. I was in. I. I, I might still be in. 
I might still be in. Tim I might is, still be in. Tim is crushing us in one and done, by the way. He's on a run right now of just, I mean, he hit at the, he had Lowry at the Heritage. He had Aaron Wise last week, DJ at the Masters, and he's like lapping us right now. Well, I'm taking Jabroni's like Wyndham Clark. So, no, I'm sorry, he had Cantlay at the, I had Lowry at the Heritage. He had Cantlay. So, yeah, it's been going really well for old Cust in the one and done. He's up on both of us right now. Yeah, I'll probably take Casey in this field. Like, it's embarrassing the numbers. I probably bet Casey to win the players that I'm going to bet him. I've seen, I've heard there's forties out there. Well, here are some of the guys in the mid range. So you got merit at 35, along with Woodland and answer and Paul Casey and Sergio Reed. See, woo, kill a Keith and Substraka are all 40 to one. You got like Cooch day, Vegas, Glover, Herman, Herman 65. I, I can get down with the Herman 65. I don't know what to do with this web number. He's 60 to one. Theoretically, this should be a good course for him. I have no idea where he's at. I like Streelman. Streelman's 80. I think we'll get a better number than that. Glover's at 80. He's another type of guy I really like. And when I ran like the shorter course type stuff, Cameron Davis kept popping out. Obviously, he did it at the Heritage. Puts better on bent grass than anywhere else. Won the Rocket Mortgage on bent last year. So he could be someone a bit sneakier. I worry that he's going to hit it out of bounds 800 times, but... You know, I did that with Trainer last week, and he only put it out of bounds three times in the third round off the tee, and he just shrinks that to two. I win my bet. So sometimes you got to get lucky. I'm 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 like trying to fly a plane. I can't see anything. You can log on to DraftKingsSportsBook.com and look at it, but I can't touch it. It'll be okay. The first day of hockey playoffs and these books forget anything exists in our country, Pat. It's kept you off your phone the entire time, which is like new and improved. No, I'm refreshing it eight gazillion times. It'll be okay. But listen, you're not going to miss any numbers at this rate. I know. And I don't even like the first ones because I want the enhanced offerings. I like everything to show up. So it's not even like I want to bet it, but I want to. It's like. I don't even want to have a drink, but I just like knowing if I want one, there's there's like it's available in the house as opposed to like if it wasn't available, I didn't have it. But, oh, I need to get some. I don't know. I just want to know it's available. Yeah, it's, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, Jeff. Exactly. And we still don't have shit. It'll be OK. Remember, we used to have to wait till Tuesday to get these odds. <laughs> but 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 I wasn't even looking until Tuesday. That was a time when I didn't even start my golf week until Tuesday night. The concept of spending three days talking and looking at golf, I like scoffed at you the first time you brought that up. Yeah, we used to do I used to do the DraftKings show on Monday and we used to do this show on Tuesday, I believe is how it started. Our picks were better when we did the show on Tuesday, by the way. Well, yeah, because as I've kind of often made the joke, the golf week is, I mean, it's three days in preparation, but how many times, Pat, have you had a feeling on Sunday night that you can't wait to like bet that football game next week? You look at next week's matchups, you see the spread. Oh, that's law. And then like even Monday, that's the game you like. But by the time we record the show later in the week or you do that end of week content, like, I don't really like that game. Like, same spread. I don't really like that game. 
you get more information. You read more into it. Plus, you see who everyone else is on. You're like, well, that guy's not going to win because everyone's on him. That's going to happen with Corey Connors this week. Everyone's going to bet Corey Connors. He's going to come in dead fucking last. Happens. Well, that happens here a lot because we record the show super early on Monday. We make, like, say things. And I don't know by the time we've done the show, there have been 70 tweets about everyone liking that guy. I mean, not surprised to hear it, but it's like, I don't like that guy anymore. Everyone <laughs> likes that guy. Not to say you want to like who I like. Certainly not recently but i think you all get my drift it's all about just being in a good safe space getting that golf board and i think i am but my actions would probably say this guy's crazy for long these may 9th yeah find out you tried to ruin it on last week's football show oh the day i get back from france is the schedule release show or not the schedule release show. The schedule, the NFL schedule will be released. We usually do a live show and react real time. I don't know if I'm going to be up for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'll be ready to go. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll be we... ready to go. I like that Tim's slow roll on the Jets lasted like three weeks. The winter, the the early spring, late winter of 2022. Well, listen, Tim's got a lot of problems. He was complaining to me through text this morning about how he was eating really healthy because he was eating hamburger helper. And then we had to break it to him. That's, that's not healthy food. <laughs> well, who would think that's healthy? Besides he Tim. Was, he was making a comment to me as a certain fast food joint in Canada is debuting a brand new menu today breakfast menu oh, yeah, the wendy's but, bre- breakfast bacon eater which you couldn't believe was unhealthy for you <laughs> oh boy you know who, why you, isn't kevin kisner playing i don't know get going to the bunny ranch next week Speaking of Kisner, Pat, he sort of replied, oh, never mind. Is it is it bad? No, but just... Uh, is this one of these things where you say something and then people think that I'm also saying it? Now I, I have to watch out? No, what I, I guess what I'll say is um, Kisner replied to a no laying up tweet and then no laying up like deleted their tweet because... They, Soli, who runs the account, got embarrassed. You know what it's like? Imagine if for whatever reason, somehow, some way, Tim was like a co-investor in Mayo Media and Tim owned, had full access. Like Tim didn't have Tim Anderson at 87 Twitter. Tim's Twitter was the Mayo Media account. And all of Tim's tweets would come out of the Mayo Media account. I feel that's essentially what uh, no laying up is with Soli. Yeah, but I think that would actually we'd have more followers at the at Mayo Media Net on Twitter if it was Tim just exclusively running it. Because people would see like, there's a media network that that talks like this? Well, I gotta go check this out. That might actually be a great marketing strategy. Tim takeover Twitter for the account. For them. Yeah. I guess it worked um for them. Because the other guys there, Tron and and Big Randy, they're they're great. They're great. Yeah, I don't want to spoil the Custies, but this comes up on the Custies, and you're a lot more heated about it. I just, it was just, you know, things are, things, 
just the irony it's all coming together that's all okay long shots for the week I mentioned Cam Davis. I'm going to have to work through. I don't know if I'm going to end up with money on him, but he's at 100 to 1. This 100 to 1 range is actually quite intriguing. You have your boy, Bo Hostler and Lahiri. They're both right there as well. Lipsky had himself a week last week, and he kind of does what I like to see here. I don't know if I'm going to get to Lipsky. I mean, actually, he's really bad off the tee, but he does gain a lot of fairways, so that kind of crosses him off because he's so bad off the tee. All right. So now I'm working through the list a little bit here. Steel. Neesmith rates out number two in my number power rankings this week. Uh, but Steele rates out really well, too. And then you have Molinari sitting here at 100 to 1. Obviously, he's not peak Molinari, who won this tournament by eight strokes the last time he played it. But, you know, he still does some of those things, doesn't he? Yeah. So Molinari is someone who I was looking at only in the sense that, Pat, it feels like this newer Molinari. A Molinari! Um, this, like, post world uh you know champion golfer of the year probably making a fortune on and off the course getting himself to a new level moving to california big steps back on the golf course molinari in this fight for him to refine himself my perception is he seems to play well at the courses he plays well at now i know that's like an obvious statement but even through sometimes not playing great or being in great form the courses that he likes and that have been kind to him still remain that way. So that's why I don't mind. Um, I, I was looking at that Molinari shout out. I don't know that I'll be there in the outright. Maybe there are other things I'll be doing with Molinari this week, but, but certainly intrigued. Martin Laird rates out amazingly. He's 130 to one. He's someone who gains off the tee and hits a bunch of areas. Your boy, Russell Knox. This is probably actually the week to bet Russell Knox, by the way. If you were, I'm not going to do it, but like you wanted to course for Russell Knox, this is it. Okay. Who else? Smotherman, although he rates out great every week. Neesmith, like I mentioned. Neesmith is like amazing in terms of the numbers right now. He's at 100 to 1. I don't love that number. Why is Luke List 130 to 1? Yeah, that's just disrespectful. Can he hit enough fairways? Because if he can hit enough fairways, putting like, bad putters win. The, I mean, Molinari's not a good putter. He won. Kyle Stanley's like objectively the worst putter of the past 10 years. He won here. List, these are really small greens. So if he misses the green, his chipping has been fantastic. Maybe he could win here. I mean, as we've sort of dissected with List, harder courses are his best results. Honda, a playoff loss to JT. Torrey Pines, a major championship venue. Um, I don't know. His best results seemingly come at hard tracks. So 130 to one on Luke List, let alone the disrespect of the names he's beside. I think this actually suits him better than people are blindly perceiving based on that. Additionally, Siwoo Kim might also win if it's not Corey Connors. I'm betting Siwoo at whatever stupid number he's at this week. Because this is a... Like, I mean, I know it's not a short Bermuda course. It's a short bent course, but... I feel like this is a pretty good track for him as well. For a guy who's hitting as many Where is he? He's 45 to 1, I believe. Okay. It is weird not being able to place these wagers as of yet. Because, like, we're going to go through our quick picks. And, like, I have no picks officially in because I can't bet them yet. I don't have have access to any of these markets. It's weird. Uh, Is there anyone else down the list you want to talk about? Because I can give you... 
Yeah, the numbers, in terms of overall numbers of the past 24 rounds that I ran, Henley, Neesmith, Cam Young, Homa are the top four. Connors, Keegan, Laird, Smotherman, Woodland, Siwoo, Brian Herman, Cam Percy, C.T. Pan, and your boy, Paul Casey. Then it's Knox, then List, then Gim. I guess just looking at these numbers, is there any recency bias to some nice weeks for like Woo 250, Smalley 130, um, you know, um, carryover form, Nate Lashley 150, Katiyama 150. Uh, sort of, I guess, who of those guys would you be most willing to trust at this course? None. Svensson 250. Svensson Sven, makes more sense, I think. JT Poston 250. What the hell? I mean, Poston actually, I think he rates out pretty well for me because he does, yeah, good man. He hits a ton of fairways, pretty good off the tee. It's a bit long for him in terms of the second shot because that 175 to 200 bucket, he's not very good at. Uh, that's where Kadira, Webb Simpson, like, is this a blind web bet number? I've been so out of like sight, out of mind with Webb. I actually think I picked on him recently successfully in some head to heads. Um, but what what's he been doing? Not much. No, he was like, okay. He was okay at Valspar because he ended up making a ton of putts. I don't even know if he made the cut at Heritage, to tell you the God's honest truth. Did he? Um, yeah, he did. He was 59th at the Heritage. 59th, 35th at the Masters, 48th at Valspar. I mean, he's just, he's bleeding strokes on the green. He turned back into like, pre-good Webb Simpson on the green somehow. No. I, this is, like, so strange, Pat. Like, if someone you know is always home, you know, by 6 p.m., every day, they're pretty much home, 6.15 the latest, and now it's midnight and they're not home. Like, I wake up at, wake up at 6.30 and these guys have lines. You seem triggered. I got to go to physio. I got to, I, I got to, I don't want to just be like refreshing Let me ask you, if you just don't refresh and then you go to your physio and it's three hours from now, is anything really going to change? No, because again, I still wait for the, uh, so what's the enhanced difference? markets. What's the difference? It's okay. You can like take a morning off from just refreshing your app over and over to see if numbers come out that you don't even want to bet. Now hear hear me say that, like that sentence, and just be like, absorb that, and then try to live your life like that. Can you do it? You can't, can you? It's like going to be noon o'clock. It's okay. You'll live on this one. Hayden Buckley's 300 to one. I'm going to give him a look. We should probably bring up Kang and Armour. There's a few guys that have just played really well here over the years. Kang, I think, has either two top tens or two top fives in his appearances. Armour was second to Molinari the last time around. Kang's putting has been off the charts good, uh, even still. Uh, I don't know if that can sustain itself and if that can carry him through, but I thought that was somewhat interesting. I don't think it's going to be for me. Do you have interest? 
I'm just trying to see what kind of numbers I can get on the good players, like Power Straka. It's kind of where my head is at, Pat. Average per round, the best players in the field. Um, and I mean, it's either four or eight measured rounds. So take it with a grain of salt. Molinari, obviously. Armor, Kang, Answer, Bo Hostler are your top five. Ben Martin withdrew. Keegan does have my interest this week. Uh, Fowler, Hadley, Leishman, Reed, Lahiri, Steven Yagabombs, Laird, Streelman. Yeah, this Laird, Streelman, Keegan, Connors. That's starting to sound like where I want to go this week, which is just really pathetic sounding. Once I say that out loud, I should listen to myself and be like, that's stupid. That's how you lose money. But hey, I'm going to be away. I don't really care at this point. <laughs> Laird, Streelman, Keegan, Connors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the type of bets you make when you're going to be out of country, not paying attention to anything. Yeah. I'll probably throw Harmon onto that list too. Maybe he can get real lucky, hit a tree and bounce into the hole or something. Uh, I really like Sepp Straka at 40 to 1. Would you rather bet? Oh, no, I'm going to bet Siwoo as well. Would you rather bet Siwoo or Straka? Moment Sepp. But there's so few options, I believe, here for me this week. I could bet on both. There you go. Easy game. Sepp Straka, Siwoo Kim, win money. Sepp, Siwoo. I want to see how the... Connors at 22 could be pretty um, could be pretty tempting. I mean, that, me I, a- I will say this right now. Connors at 22 is a bad number. I'm betting it regardless. Yeah, but it can be a good number if someone gives me an NHL playoff winner to parlay it with. I, I, I can't believe you would parlay up a 22 to 1. That's insane. Oh, that's the beginning. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Finau, I'd like to see where that number goes. I'm telling you, I think someone's could give me Hatton in the 30s. That would be somewhat interesting, I think. As someone, I mean, he's a better linksy style golfer. Can he play these? Like, did he win Wentworth, or was that Willett who won Wentworth? Willett won Wentworth. Norin won Wentworth. Norin would have maybe been a nice fit this week. Yeah, I think so too. I think that would be if you're looking for a course overseas for some of the Euro guys to look at, Wentworth might be the place to consider. Did the odds just pop up for you? No, I forgot that I also like Casey. Good thing is I haven't been anyone yet. Um, yeah, Casey Straka. Those are the bets I think I'm most looking forward to making and can confirm I'd make them even at the numbers I'm seeing, but aren't available to me. Kitayama was 14th at the year that Willett won the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. So that's not, it's not for nothing. Andrew Putnam yeah, as well. 150, man. Yeah, I mean, he just gagged it for me. I don't know. Did, can he sustain back-to-back weeks? Is he one of those guys? He doesn't feel I like I don't it. know, but as someone who he didn't gag it for, I don't think, I will feel fresh enough to step in front of his 150 right now. It's put it this way. It's not the worst number of the week. It's probably one of the better numbers. Yeah, I bet you that ends up being a strong number when once like full market, once you could compare that. Yeah, I think I, I could see that as well. Anyway, let's get to the quick picks and one and done for the Wells Fargo Championship. I'm betting Connors and then I'll probably end up going Streelman and Laird for sure. Siwoo for sure. And then like Herman... 
Keegan, depending on what the Keegan number is. I'm not betting at the 28, but if I can find like a 40 on Keegan, I'll probably do that. And then Hayden Buckley is like a bomb down the list is where I'm going to go. So who, who are you thinking again? Finau, Casey, Straka, that, that range? Yeah. I, yeah. The top, I got to see like the full market develop on the numbers and maybe the best number wins my bet between a Finau, a Hatton, uh, it's crazy to see Seamus power down there with them, but that's where he is. I do think he suits it perfectly, but once I do have access, hopefully by the time you're watching or listening to this, I will have already made a wager on um, Paul Casey, which I've heard is out there at 40 to one and uh, Sepp Straka and let's make Sepp my one and done. Sepp is because Straka is going to be your one and done. Okay. Uh, Paul Casey is cuss one and done. Corey Connors. Is my one and done. The one guy that we didn't bring oh, up. Shoot, Lowry's not playing. I can't use Straka. <laughs> I'm joking. Sep Straka. Answer stats wise seemed like he was better in Mexico. Guy couldn't ship to save his life. Like he was disaster around the around the greens, but he gained off the tee. He gained with his approaches. He gained on putting. Should we be giving him more consideration here, or do we wait till he's like fully, fully back? Because this could be an opportunity. Like he has one of the better numbers for who he is this week. Okay, thank you. I like you a lot. Should I be totally re re jigging? Like, why am I Casey over Answer? I haven't seen Casey played. I just saw Answer play, not fantastic, but as you just mentioned, ticking in the right direction in a home event that probably had its own handful of, 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 of shit that he had to deal with on a daily basis. Um, so I guess, yeah, from a health perspective, I'd be silly to trust Casey more than answer today. Right. Abraham answer lost 7.2 strokes around the green in Mexico. It's a lot. Casey told us he was fine th two days before the Masters. I think I might end up to, I mean, he had a, uh, answer had a poor final round with his irons. He lost 2.4 strokes, but he still gained for the week overall, gained over three with his approaches. And what does he add here in terms of driving accuracy? 75% driving accuracy. They were huge fairways and there was no real penalty unless you were in the water, like Kitayama on 10 every single fucking day. <laughs> but he was able to manage bogey both those times. So I really can't like no. fault him for that. Great bogey. I, I, I think I'm going to have to reevaluate and think about answer. Cause that 35 number, I think is a strong number. Like that's probably the best value number on the board of the top guys. I mean, it's not even that great a value, but he's the same number as Troy fucking merit. So why not? Yeah. And if it's a course fit and it is, no, a I just fit. say thank you because I am quite like, why would I be bullish on Casey, but not, answer and it's the same number all right so mm. answer might end up going on the card all right cool mm. i'll probably release... and i have to trust answers healthier well just played like he's if answer's not healthy with the pga in two weeks he's withdrawing i think he's healthy enough he just he just played and he played pretty well <laughs> no but you can maybe make a case he force played mexico I'm not saying that's true. I'm just trying to talk. My, my brain is just spinning. So you're trying to make um, up stuff to tell you that it's okay? Yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking myself um, through it. And I think as we've kind of ended this thing, I think I might, you might have made me think I need to like answer more than Casey. 
And then he's Ander cursed. Casey's Ander cursed, which means he's probably going to withdraw after one shot anyway. Maybe he thinks this is a WGC and that he'll get paid either way. I don't know. But the more I kind of think about it, the more I like Answer. Obviously, I like Connors, and I think that Answer is, at his best, Answers is just, Answer is a better Connors because he can sometimes putt. In fact, Bent is by far his best putting surface, and we're out of the Bermuda swing now. We're back on Bent. If he's actually healthy, now could be the time to jump on him. But skill set-wise... Gain off the tee, hit a ton of fairways, good with the irons. Hopefully he can figure this out. So, yeah, I'm thinking about, now that I've talked myself into it, I might actually bet the Mexican Allen Iverson, Abraham Anse. Or Anser, sorry, he's not French, so it would be Abraham Anser, not Anse. I'm getting myself ready for this trip, Jeff. Go break out the, ready. Break out my accent, eh? Oh, yeah. You're going to get the extra the extra harsh cigs right like they don't sell light cigs out there i assume what do you mean i don't know i don't smoke cigarettes i i just bought my packs to go but you know i will be trying oh out. yeah that makes sense i, I will course. be I, proactive you know. proactive oh yeah gotta be listen i'm not going to france and yeah. not smoking like what, what are we doing here yeah. <laughs> i assume you can smoke everywhere which is probably not the case but you know, I'll Tim will out. tell you that croissants you're going to be having in two days taste the same at Le Tim Hotan. <laughs> it's true. All right. Well, you have a good time. I'll see you on the Custies next Monday, as everyone else will, to see if you're the craziest person alive. Yeah. And you, there's you, that. There's that. Um, so... Thank you all for voting in the Cassies. I got some fun shows coming out, though. I got Challenge Fantasy. That comes out later this week with Adam Rank and Rob McIntyre. I'll have Tambo in the studio to do the DraftKings picks tomorrow. I think we're doing a strategy like how to be better at DraftKings. I'm just going to ask him questions because he's way better at DraftKings than I am. Although I just, had I, a re- I just had a really good week on DraftKings, so that's good news. Uh, and then I have the Will Haskin interview, Brandon Degula or Gadula, about putting stats and research. That's coming out. The Custies are coming out. Then I'll be back, so everything will be fine. I've got tons of shows for people. Excited. Let's right. do it. Have a great trip, man. You earned it. Thank you very much. I'll probably release my cheat sheet on Twitter this week. Probably won't send out an email because it'll be Wednesday and I won't care anymore. So just have to live with that. Hey, probably more profitable for people. They will not be losing money by tailing my picks. Although you slightly won last week if you followed the cheat sheet to the T. Very marginally. But hey, break-even weeks are fine from time to time. It's not losing every single time. Anyway, smash the like button in the listeners' league. Sub to the channel. Rate and review. Have yourselves a time. I will see you in two weeks live once again. Until then, have some fun. Hit some winners, okay? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.